0: If you didn't find any trade in any of the Christopher Street bars and his last call 4.45 a.m. in the morning and you're still horny for cock, Christopher Street Piers was the place to go. My name is Eric. And welcome to the craziness that lives inside my head. I wasn't a peer person, so to speak. And to be honest with you, I wasn't really into Christopher Street bars. I had a friend named Richie. I'm going to admit he was my first white Caucasian friend. And he was the one who introduced me to the gay life in the village. And a lot of times there were, I might make another podcast on this, but right now I'm not going to talk about the prejudice that goes on, that went on, I should say, in the village against uh, black people, gay black people, gay white people were prejudiced against gay black people. And uh, I I wanna say this, that was my impression. Reason why I thought the gay whites were um, prejudiced against blacks is because I've heard so many times, not once, not twice, so many times from gay white men who would say, they would say to my face, I always overhear it in a conversation. I wouldn't go out with a black man unless he had a big dick. And ever since I heard that, and my first time being in a white gay bar on Christopher Street, that's been in my brain. Actually, it's still in my brain. Actually, recently, I kind of had a friend, not a friend, I should say an acquaintance, a white gay acquaintance, who pretty much said the same thing in so many words. But being that we live in these times, these uh, sensitive times, just said his his thing was, oh, I'm um, on a quest of finding a black man with a big dick. Anyway, I digress. So you know my feelings about hanging out at white gay bars on Crystal Street in the 70s. And I'm going to tell you something else. I should make a podcast about this. I'm podcasting about the peers, but I just want to say this too. A lot of times, they were if you didn't look look a certain way, whether you was black or white, they wouldn't let you in certain bars. Anyway, so, but if you were black, um, well, I'll put it this way: if you were black and you got tight pants on, your dick is down your legs. You go getting you getting in any a uh, white gay bar there is, but if you was like uh, not, not so good looking, whatever, and didn't look like you had anything down there, they give you a hard time. I got into most of those white gay bars because I had a white gay friend who frequented those bars and dragged me along. So anyway, he used to say to me that if you can't find somebody by the time they say, last call, that's what he said, if you can't find somebody at the last call, and being that I was a big person and most of the time, I'll say 90% of the times I didn't. So he said, well, if you, then go down on the piers and suck face. Sometimes he would say suck face, and we all know what that meant. So I haven't done it, but this, this, there were times when I have, I think I went there during the daytime. The Piers was really, really uh, a shady place to go. Um, In fact, uh, it was, uh, how how am I going to put it? The Piers were, in the 70s, you had the West Side Highway along West Street. And the West Side Highway went from the East River Drive, And all the way down West Street to the Henry Henry Hudson Parkway, there was an elevated highway there. I think they tore it down in the late 70s, but it was an elevated highway there. And underneath the highway, at night, in the village part, was cruising. I mean, if you couldn't find what you want in the bars, you go cruising under the highway. And then when you get to the pier part, the Piers where they used to have these factories, these buildings, these factory buildings, um, on, on the water, Hudson River. It's the Hudson River side, West Street, for those who don't know, West Street. And there was a river there, Hudson River. And that was where the factories were. Now, back in the 60s and the 70s, uh, New York City went bankrupt. One of the reasons why, a lot of those factories left New York City. And I'm not mistaken. I mean, they left the city. They probably went, who knows, they might have went to Mexico. They went somewhere else because the taxes was too high, whatever. And they left the buildings. And a lot of those buildings were burnt out buildings. And if you had, you took your life in hand, I mean, if you went into those buildings at night and you can't see, and they, were, they had holes in the floor, the, the, the windows, all those factory buildings had windows, because they were just factories. I mean, let's face it. It's cheaper to have all those. If you have a factory, why are you going to waste time on uh, electricity? You just have all these windows where in the daytime, that's the only time they work anyway, you don't have to have electricity on. So they have all these broken windows, holes in the floor, burnt out. And that's where gay men were cruising. Some cruise in the day, some cruise at night. I did it in the daytime a couple of times. I was too scared to go at... To go at night. Um, So. My first experience. Was with a guy. uh, I think he was from Columbia. And yeah. We fooled around. It was in the daytime. 3 o'clock in the afternoon. On a Sunday afternoon. I should be in church. Instead of being in church. I'm cruising. The piers. And I met this guy. And uh, yeah, we fooled around. I went inside. They had an upstairs, which was very scary because when you get upstairs, there's no roof. So you walk up the stairs and uh, there's no roof. There's people up there. Not a lot of people crew, most, most of the people cruise downstairs. If you're smart, you stay downstairs. But I got tired of staying downstairs because nobody was giving me, you know, nobody was giving me a, a... nobody was doing anything. Just passing me like, oh, look, look at her. Anyway, I went upstairs. I met this guy. He was. Uh, we talked a little bit. He was um, uh, from Colombia, and uh, he's an American, but he was a Colombian descent. Let's put it that way. And we fooled around. It was great. Yeah, and we kissed and everything. We we did the dirty do. And then when you know when you do these things back in the seventies, I don't care if it's, if even in a bar. If you do it in a bar, if you're having sex in public. You're going to have a crowd. And that's what happened. That's what they do. Some guys don't do anything. My friend Richie I was telling you about, I don't think he does anything in public. But he likes to go to these places to look. That's what they do. I've seen some guys that go to these so-called sex bars and sex places down on the piers. They love to stare. And they won't do anything. They just want to stare. And you try to touch them, they'll push you away. Because they just want to look. They want to look at what's going on. And that's, I guess that's how they get their jellies off. I don't know. Did I say jellies? Jollies. That's how they get their jollies off. That's what I meant. So anyway, I want to fast forward on that one. Because there's another story. That same guy, a year later, I went to work on Wall Street. And we ran into each other on Wall Street. He was working on Wall Street, in the same place I was working. I digest. But I just had to put that in there. You got to be careful who you having sex with in public. Because you never know. So there was another time I went and well, I went in, it wasn't daytime, it was just when it was getting dark. I think it was a Saturday. I was bored. I said, let me go and see. Bored and horny. I need to find somebody. I, I met a black guy there and I brought him home. I lived. I live, uh, at that time I lived in Sugar Hill, had a room in Sugar Hill. It's a good train, what, four or five train stops from the village. So I went, in, went there brought him home, no big deal. But this one night I want to talk about, because I want to talk about something to call urban legend, and I heard a lot of stories about what was going on at the piers. Okay, people was getting robbed, um, which wasn't a, a, a legend; it was a you know, it was true. I've had friends who gotten robbed on the piers. If you don't you don't know who you are messing with, and it depends on how late you are. You never if you're going to go on the piers, you never go into a spot. Anywhere, just you and that person, because you get you know you never know, mightn't come out of line. But anyway, on this one night, I was horny. It was four, 4 forty-five in the morning. Last call. I was with my friend Richie, and uh, he was going home. And I said, "No, I'm you know I was you know that horniness. You gotta find somebody, something. You don't want to go home and you know what you want you want a real live person." So anyway, I I went to the piers pitch black I mean it's, it's weird because you had the uh, elevated highway above you you got these dark out um, buildings and you had some lam- uh, posts, what you call uh, the, the lights from the street so I saw this guy he was a cowboy he was wearing cowboy boots cowboy boots wow so anyway I saw him I followed him in one of the buildings that was pitch black. He went somewhere in the darkness and I stayed right where I was by the door. I said, I, I kept thinking, this is not good. This is not good. It's too dark. It's not good. Then all of a sudden, I see people, not all of a sudden, but then I noticed people was, you had a, a cigarette lighter. So you take your cigarette lighter to see, so you know where you're going and it was a lot of it. It wasn't just one person. Everybody's cigarette light. They see the lightning. And that's what happened. Somebody flicked. A couple of guys flicked their bick. Remember the big cigarette lighter? They flicked their bick. And there I, I saw him. The cowboy. He was standing by the wall. Not too far. So I had it in my mind. You know how you had this little radar in my mind. I said, What well, is that direction. Let's go straight. And that's what I did. I followed it straight. I'm going in that direction. It's, it's, it's dark. But then when somebody flicked it, Dick, I figured, oh, he's still there, and I kept going. Then all of a sudden, I heard a thud, <clears throat> and then I heard somebody yelling. And they were yelling as they were yelling. They was going away. I don't know. It was yelling, and running. Or it was okay. Then I heard this other queen. She said, "Oh my God! Oh my God! He fell! He fell!" And somebody else said, "What happened?" Because he, he fell. He fell into a hole. He's in the water. He's out in the water. He fell into a hole. When he said that, all everybody in that place flicked their dick, put the light on, and they started getting out of there. And I thought about it too. I got it. First of all, I don't know what to do. I mean, that like I said before, you take your life in your hands when you go into these places and got holes is pitch black and, and this guy fell through the hole. Anyway, that was my. This is that was the last time I went to the Piers. It was too dangerous. I had another friend who went to the Piers got robbed like two or three times. But I said, I'm not going back there. But I did hear, Richie heard it also, what they call urban legend. I know it was urban legend. I didn't read it. I didn't, it wasn't in the newspaper or anything. But rumor has it, it happened and the guy drowned. And I don't know if anybody called 911, but the guy drowned. He, drowned. he fell to the floor, into the Hudson River, and he drowned. So, and you know, I did Google that before I did this podcast. And let me Google this to see if this really happened. Because so many stuff happened back in the 70s. Like I said, they had a thing called urban legend because you couldn't prove it. But let me tell you something else about in the 70s. Because this has happened to me. I had a friend who committed suicide. That's another story. I had a friend who committed suicide. It wasn't in the paper. It wasn't in the newspaper. It wasn't because I think because he was gay. They didn't put a lot of stuff about gay people in the newspaper. It wasn't that, they figured it wasn't sensational news. So when this happened, this is before my friend committed suicide. So this was happened. It wasn't, uh, how you put it, it wasn't uh, surprising to any of us that it wasn't in the newspaper. And there's um, so a lot of stuff happened in the village. It wasn't The only thing that happened in the village that was in the newspaper, when they did Stonewall, when they had the Stonewall riots, that was in the newspaper, which is very interesting, because there was a lot of times when the police would come down and, and um, arrest guys from, from gay bars, and you wouldn't see that in the. Maybe you would, but I didn't see it in the daily news. So if I didn't read it in the daily news, I figured it didn't happen. I just heard about it through the grapevine. So anyway, that's my story, what I went through on the piers, looking for no good you-know-what. Because when you're young and and horny, that's what happens to you. You go looking for something that you have no business having. Anyway, you just heard the craziness that lives inside my head.